Welcome to File Owner Entertainment Podcast with Dylan and Eric. I'm sickly. <laughs> Eric. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, I walked into a, a near comatose half-dead Dylan who uh, ate apparently two pizzas worth of Little Caesars and is now like on his Highly regretting it. That's probably like the most he's ever consumed in his lifetime. I don't feel well. <laughs> you don't look it either. I don't and then he immediately started shitting like all over the place uh, about my movie, and then figuratively like, and metaphorically, and then shittering all over the place because he's sickly. Uh, okay, so we have some community stuff to go over. Okay, is it Jake and David? Well, first the poll results. Okay, is it Jake and David? Um, Probably mostly, but okay. we got the like the most turnout ever because apparently everyone just wanted to vote against fucking Rudy. So eighty oh, percent of the vote for Rodel Dorado and the remaining twenty percent. I voted for Rudy. You did not. You okay. didn't even vote. You're yeah, right. I need to start voting. Yes, you do. How do I do that? File under pod at twitter dot com. Oh, I need a Twitter account. Yeah. I have one. Well, there you go. Now up. you can start. It's melody, melody, melody at twitter.com. That is not it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, David's email uh-huh. is subject header following up vis a vis the Chapamop films that we discussed. Uh-oh. I haven't had time to watch the movies yet, but I can't wait and I haven't forgotten them. Also, I didn't know you were going to read <laughs> that email on the air. So, if I had realized, I would have fleshed out my notes and made them make more sense in complete sentences. Dylan, I would love to talk to you about the Joker and what they tried to do sometime. It would be an interesting conversation for sure. Happy Dylan Day! <laughs> also, I understand feeling that way, but I think it's dangerous for those of us on the outside to have that belief in categorization. I think he's referring to you had said like uh, people with like mental issues are one bad day away from like going on murderous rampage. That was a joke. <laughs> I know, but uh, he said, okay, back to the man. Uh, with my friend lately, I'm starting to wonder though. Your friend. Yeah. Are you talking about the other Dylan? The other Eric. (laughs) You sound crazy now. (laughs) (laughs) There's just doppelgangers of you guys doing a whole other podcast. If only. Slightly different looking Eric. They're going from Z to A. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that picked up. I hope they could hear Melody say that. She said that they're going from Z to A, our doppelgangers, if no one missed it. Quit using this Edward. <laughs> All right, back to David's email. Okay. Though it may feel that way to those experiencing it, those of us on the outside looking in, if we treat you that way, it makes things worse, not better in my experience. And then uh, about Mortal Kombat, it may contain quote-unquote martial arts, but it isn't a martial arts movie. This was the actual genre that movies were advertised as for some time and generally is focused on the martial arts and contains renowned martial artists and cast or at least choreography of the film. I'm pretty sure Mortal Kombat doesn't have a scene of real martial arts in it, but I would have to rewatch it to feel confident in saying that as fact. Then, this made me look stupid at work, oh, but also shit. will make me look smart on the podcast. Okay. Because we were talking about rats versus horses. Yeah. And uh, one of the mechanical engineers at work was He's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was uh, he was discussing horsepower on a motor and was talking about the horsepower rating. And then he said, if only it also had the 
equine intelligence. And I said, uh, wouldn't you rather have uh, rat intelligence since rats apparently are smarter than horses? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no way that that's possible. And I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, we kind of discussed it. Me and my brother and his girlfriend looked it up and found he's like, oh, let me tell you something and enlighten you, my friend. So he referred me to the encephalization quotient, which is also the encephalization Sounds level. Like the bullshit quotient. Or just encephalization is a relative brain size measure that is defined as the ratio between observed to predicted brain mass for an animal of a given size based on nonlinear regression on a range of reference species. It has been used as a proxy for intelligence and thus as a possible way of comparing the intelligences of different species. And it goes through this whole, <laughs> there's like equations and everything, and I've got it all here for you, you can read it. But here's just the bullet points. Encephalization quotient was developed in an attempt to provide a way of correlating an animal's physical characteristics with perceived intelligence. Uh, body size accounts for 80 to 90% of the variance in brain size between species in a relationship described by an allometric equation, the regression of the logarithms of brain size on body size. The distance of a species from the regression line is a measure of, the, of its encephalization. The scales are a logarithmic distance or residual is an encephalization quotient, the ratio of actual brain size to an expected brain size. Encephalization is a characteristic of a species. And then it goes into limitations and then Admittedly, this is not a exact science, but what are you talking about already? She's going to leave and come back, apparently. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to leave and come back. All I heard was encephalization over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. And I got this that I'll leave for you, but there's basically a calculation. And so it has everything charted. And so it starts out with humans at the top with a 7.4 to 7.8 rating based on uh, perceived IQ. Uh, horses have a 0 0.9 rating with rats coming in at a 0 0.4. Now this is not to say that rats are not intelligent because they are, but this is saying based on this quotient, horses are smarter. So there we go. But are they as empathetic? But would they be able, to, if they were in Rudy's uh, would they be able to open the, the yes. gate for him? It doesn't specify. <laughs> There'll have to be an additional equation for that. But yeah, it's a very interesting. So I tried to do some more uh, research based on that, and I was just finding a whole bunch of things. One where it was saying, like, crows were number one, and then there was another one where they rated crows at, like, 11th. So I don't know. It's kind of all, all over the board. I don't think so it's a hard science. Because it's, it's all whoever just... is rating the intelligence, it's their bias of... I they don't so. like crows, so crows are the worst. And I suppose that's the case. But that's that's what we got for the community segment. Uh, are you ready to dive into the movie film? I'm ready to throw up and die. You sound like it. I mean, you're looking a little bit better. You're not looking as. I'm gonna drink dire. all that water and then have some more. Okay. I don't know where the fuck she's going. Probably to get you more Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right. Uh, 2004's Shaun of the Dead Yay. with an IMDb rating of 7.9. Uh, Rotten Tomato score of 92%, which equates to a 7.8 out of 10. An audience score of 93%. Written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and directed by Edgar Wright. Starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, Dylan Moran, and Bill Nye. What is your synopsis for the film? Um, 
<laughs> so zombie apocalypse happens and oh god he like tries to go and get his newly ex-girlfriend and save her are you gonna make it I'm, I'm fine <laughs> you don't look it all right the actual synopsis is a man's uneventful life is disrupted by the zombie apocalypse you do not look good do we need to take a break or something we're good god all right so Shaun of the dead yeah great movie yeah it is uh okay that's it moving on all right we'll file that <laughs> under vomit oh my god you yeah i don't know that you could have told me that you wanted to like do this some other I, time i was hoping that like by the time the movie was over i like, just finished watching the movie and I was like, oh, I'll just finish the movie and, like, rest my eyes for a little bit. And then I opened my eyes and you were here. <laughs> so. And you were instantly complaining about feeling sickly from the onset. Yeah. So. I mean, it's you're going to look- be a great episode. <laughs> you're really bringing it with the Dylan energy this time. <laughs> I think you're exerting all your energy just trying to uh, exist at the moment. Is, well, this is the most water I've ever seen you drink. It's probably the most water I have ever drank. <laughs> I can't believe... I mean, you're a very uh, thin individual. When she said that you had eaten two fucking Little <laughs> Caesars pizzas, that's like, I think that's probably the most you've ever eaten ever. Yeah. Uh, so how did you not think that you were going to feel ill? First of all, from eating that much. Second of all, from eating that much Little Caesars. Well, you see... What the hell is wrong with you? I'm not very smart. <laughs> I don't know my calendar months. I don't know where geographically I am in the world. And you don't know when to stop eating? I don't know when to stop eating Little Caesars. <laughs> Just Little Caesars. Just Everything else you have a limit. Huh? This is probably when I should stop. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to muddle through. Uh, maybe you'll keel over and come back as one of the living dead. Yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead. I've seen it over 12 times. Okay, so do you know where it takes place? Some place in Britain land. <laughs> takes place in North London. So, that was right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Hi. Uh, uh, yeah, John uh, is roommates with his best friend, Ed. Uh, they also share their flat with a uh, guy, Pete. Uh, Sean's girlfriend is Liz, and uh, very early on in the film, she says that she has nothing against Ed, but she doesn't want to spend all her time with them, and she wants to do something other than go to the Winchester every single night mm. for drinks. Um, her friends are also tagging along, Diane and David. Mm. And <laughs> so Sean says something very similar to them, like, yeah, nothing against you guys, but I don't want to spend yeah. all of my time with you guys either. And I, I love how that's filmed while it's just like the the two of them having a conversation and then when they talk yeah, about Ed they just like pan over and Ed's right there and then they pan over and Diane and David are right there yeah. it's really well done everything in this movie is the I love, pacing in these movies is just like 
brilliant. It's Whoever phenomenal. the director is. I agree. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're great. But I mean, of the Cornetto trilogy, uh, Shaun of the Dead is definitely. It was the first, and I think yeah. it's the best. I, I mean, mean, I think Hot Fuzz is really good, too. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of That World's End, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Um, I think it goes Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End. Well, that's also how it goes in like uh, release order as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. I've only actually seen World's End once, though. I saw it in theaters because I was super excited for it to come out. But I just wasn't really in a good place at the time when it came out did you out. eat a lot of little caesar's <laughs> no it was more like a like a mental state kind of thing and also like megan's mental state wasn't good and we mm. went to see it together so i think i was kind of preoccupied with that so maybe i need to give it another watch through and, and see how I, I feel about it but i mean for you i mean it's really heavily involved about drinking yeah uh, so i think that probably is also skews your outlook on it as well i mean they drink a lot in this one too yeah, but it's not. I think it's established that at World's End, like he's pretty definitely an alcoholic. Like he can't uh. survive without booze. Whereas this, it's just like they have a couple beers. They're still like you know, they're not alcoholics. Right. I wouldn't say. But anyway, I love all the foreshadowing. There's like, a lot of it. Yeah, all he kept mentioning, like, oh, there's some foreshadowing. There's some foreshadowing. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the trivia that I have, so I don't know if we want to... Not that we're just skipping directly to the trivia and ended, but... Um... Uh, when Ed attempts to cheer Sean up at the Winchester with plans of binge drinking, he's actually summarizing the events of the next day entirely in drinking references. They'll have a Bloody Mary, and that refers to the checkout girl that they see in the back garden, whose name is yeah. Mary. Uh, have a bite at the king's head, which is their his stepdad Philip has his you know, like neck bitten by a zombie, and he also turns. Um, he refers to a couple, which is David and Di, and the little princess, which is Liz. They'll stagger back, which they do by impersonating zombies, and then back to the bar for shots, and they fire the rifle at the Winchester when they fight the zombies. Wow. Also, some more foreshadowing, another reference from the trivia, is when Sean and Ed are listening to Electro, Pete tells Ed if he wants to live like an animal, he can live in a shed. Later, Sean obviously yeah. keeps Ed in the shed at the end of the movie after he becomes a zombie. Ed also says next time I see him, he's dead, referring to yeah. Pete, and next time he does see Pete, he's a zombie. So Man. That is foreshadowing, at least some of it. And... Yeah, really, really quick and witty, really sharp and funny. And Very British. Yeah. But although they they toned it down and they made it some Americanisms, like the when they meet Mary in the garden. She's, she's so drunk. Yeah, instead of saying really pissed. She's so pissed. Yeah, yeah, but Americans would think that, oh, what's she mad about? Yeah. She's just standing there, but pissed is drunk in, yeah. in UK lingo, so... Mm. And Melody's back, so... We'll see like... what that was about. <laughs> Gonna hear a door open momentarily. Uh, did... You wanna keep rolling? Yeah. Okay. Sody Pop. Yes. Okay. Alright, so... Where are we at? Oh, the, well, we broke up with the... 
uh, Liz breaks up with Sean. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It, it's painful. This is like riveting audio for the listener. I'm sure. Yeah. Just. Are you every, all right? Yeah. Every five seconds, it's like you don't look so good. Are you okay? Yeah, my uh, stomach is hurting something fierce. You guys aren't gonna make it to tea, huh? <laughs> Rest in peace, Dylan. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to a place where it's forever Dylan Day. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to File Under Entertainment. I'm Eric, and this is Melody Bogdan. Oh, you, your last name's now on the air. Melody Melody Boobden. Oh, my God. That's, what <laughs> they, that's not going to make any sense. That's what they called her in high school. I had a couple of girls bully me by calling me that, and when I told the teacher, they came, they they got in trouble. But they were like, "We weren't calling you that. We were calling each other that." <laughs> they were calling each other Melody Boopton. Uh, okay, <laughs> and I'm I'm sure they believed that, right? Because that's like they didn't the, get in trouble. That's the school system that we have in America. Ah, <laughs> uh, very gullible. <laughs> Anyway, I was gonna also say you're going to a better place, and I was gonna say it's Little Caesars. <laughs> oh, great! Don't mention that ever again. <laughs> I left. I came. I come back with Little Caesars. <laughs> That's what he was saying. Yeah. So she, she's gonna finish you off. She's off to get more Little Caesars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey! Our sponsor for the next episode is obviously Little Caesars. Little Caesars. <laughs> Listen to how many plugs we've given them in the. Yeah. Oh, they don't use salt or they use too much salt. <laughs> the one lady said that she doesn't even eat the pizza there they when use she took too the much order. Of something, that's for sure. <laughs> the pizza tasted bitter. Oh, yeah. I little mean, Caesars. <laughs> I mean, the way they make the pizza in the first place is a little wild. Like, they just, every every other step is add butter. So it's like, knead the dough, add butter. Put this uh, here, add butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm sure there's butter in lots of other pizzas, and but it just seems like that would be like really. I think one of their pizzas gives you enough calories for a whole week. <laughs> and Dylan ate two of them, so yeah. that's enough calories for the entire year for him. Oh, this has been Little Caesar talk. Yeah. <laughs> this is file under Little Caesars. So, obviously, this is going to be one of the tangents that I'm probably going to forget. Talking about Dylan's horrid state. (laughs) Okay. Look how bloated I am. Look at that. They can't look. (laughs) This is not a visual podcast. Well, you can. (laughs) Yes. Describe it to the listener. Dylan's hairy stomach is very distended. like, Like I'm... Like you're what? I don't want to say no. Like I'm an Ethiopian oh child. God, you're going to have to cut that out. Am I? I knew you were going to go there. Well, why'd Jesus. you let me do it then? Uh, well, I saw your eyes get big as shit, and I'm like, he's thinking it, but he's not going to. Surely he won't say it. Make sure you cut that out. We'll leave it then. <laughs> do we have any listeners from Ethiopia? And now we never will. Because don't, they don't have any radios. Jesus. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to cut all of that out now. Off to a great start with the episode. <laughs> well, you must be feeling better at least. <laughs> no, I feel terrible. <sighs> okay, so. 
Liz dumps Sean. Yeah. Uh, he oh because he was supposed to make dinner reservations, and then he forgot to do it. Meanwhile, so I thought that when he is having the conversation while he's at the his work, like the electronics store. And he's been left in charge, and like yeah. no one respects him and looks up to him, and they're all calling him old man and everything. Mm. It makes me feel old as shit because he's yeah, apparently twenty nine. Yeah, and but it, it, he's having this like existential crisis, and he doesn't really know what direction his life is going, and blah blah blah. And so it made me wonder if that's why you like this movie so much or relate to it because you are now the same age as Sean and. But you're turning your life around like post-apocalypse Sean instead yeah. of pre-apocalypse Dylan, who ate nothing but Little Caesars <laughs> for all Wait, my is life. He? <laughs> he, he's got a job now. He's, I've he's also got things. a very distended stomach. Don't say it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm like Buddha. <laughs> better than better. PG. Yes. We're still gonna censor it, but okay. <laughs> I'm like beep. <laughs> Suckle. I'm like Setzel Khan. Setzel Khan. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm an idiot. Okay. Yeah, we're man. If we had listeners, they'd really be hating this right now. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking episode sucks. <laughs> Oh, if only we had the original R back, right? <laughs> yeah, we could just post that. <laughs> and skip this episode. <laughs> I, then I wouldn't have to watch singles. God damn it, you're a bastard. Okay. Uh, while he's at work, yeah. his stepdad comes. He gets and, some red on him. Yeah, well he has his, his pen kind of explode in his shirt. And that mm-hmm. becomes an ongoing gag, which I really appreciate. And then... He has red on him later, but it's blood. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I like that joke so much that I was going to use it and did use it in our script for Chop Em Up 3, which... May it forever we... rest in peace. Yes. No, it's going to get made. Okay. Okay. I'll buy the camera and we can just start. I have a camera. We don't have anybody to act in it. Unless the three of us do a powerhouse performance playing every single character. I can get people. I have people who like to act. Okay. Uh, so the stepdad visits and said, uh, you know, gives him grief about coming around and visiting the mom and make sure you bring flowers and this and that. And then uh, Liz calls and Sean has to make out that he's not on a personal phone call. Mm-hmm. So he kind of blows it off and doesn't retain any of the information and so he doesn't remember until he gets home that he didn't make the reservations for the place that does all the fish gross <laughs> what you don't like fish no i hate it well maybe if you ate fish instead of little caesars you'd be feeling might have been feeling a little bit better <laughs> any so then he tries to call at the last minute can't get a reservation and then liz calls and finds out that he screwed it up he tries to win her back and cannot, and then uh, he just decides that he's going to go out. Well, he gets kind of taken out by Ed back to the Winchester where they drink, which refers to that scene that we just mentioned in the trivia about like the foreshadowing of what's to come. 
when they leave, the zombie apocalypse has kicked off. Well, Sean had noticed, like, some guy... Well, he was on the bus, and he watched some guy, like, faint or fall down. Yeah. I think that was probably in the start of it. And he saw another guy that was, like, trying to capture the pigeons yeah. and eat them. And then when they leave the bar, they... You see in the background the lady that was making out with the dude when they walked in yeah. has now, like, eaten the guy's neck off, so his neck mm-hmm. flops over. Uh, and then they're singing a song, and a zombie shambling down the avenue is, like, harmonizing with them. Mm-hmm. They make it back to their house, and this is just going to be all Eric talking episode? Like, how horrible yeah, is I'm that? Yeah, just going to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> How horrible for everyone else. I'm so sorry. They go back and they start listening to records. Pete freaks out because he's got to go to work the next day. It's revealed that he, someone tried to mug him and they bit him in the hand. Yeah. Uh, Why did they bite him in the hand? I don't know. They were some kind of crack crackheads. Crackheads, yeah. So yeah, I'm saying stuff too. <laughs> yes. His, his eyes are barely open. He now has his hand on his head. He is like, has his knees pulled to his chest. He's kind of huddled up. It. He looks <laughs> like he's on death's door. Yeah. It, this is not a, a good look for Mr. Dillon at the moment. I had my first day of work today too. I, I hope you were more. Uh, no, I felt better back then. It was before you ate, I assume? I came home and then ate a shit ton of Little Caesars. Two of them, apparently. No, he had one last night, one today. And it made him sick when he had it the first time, too. You ate an entire delivery pizza. No. No, he picked it up. What? It wasn't delivery, it was Little Caesars. I meant, like, it wasn't a frozen pizza. Because, like, I can eat an entire frozen pizza, but, like... No, he ate one Little Caesars pizza last night and got sick and thought, hey, I should do that again. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with you? (sighs) May this be a lesson to you. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Okay, so, where were we? Uh, Yeah, they... They wake up the next day. Oh, no, Pete is kind of lambasting Sean for being a fuck-up and having no ambition and hanging out with Ed, who only brings him down. And uh, Sean says, oh, you know, kind of give us a break because Liz dumped us last night. And Pete's like, oh, well, what do you expect? You know, you're, you're shiftless layabout and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So Sean writes a note on the whiteboard that he is going to go to his mom's, uh, get Liz back, and get his life together. So you know, he passes out, and when he wakes up, he takes a walk over to the shop. He asks Ed if he wants anything. Ed says he wants a Cornetto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's completely oblivious to the fact that people are running in terror. And yeah, totally are, like, disregards that there's like a bloody handprint on <laughs> yeah. the... And then almost slips on like the on blood, the blood yeah. and but just doesn't pay any heed to that and then makes it back to the uh, to the flat where Ed is looking out the window and says there's a girl in the garden and then so they go out and that's where we meet Mary, who is like the grocery store K 
cashier. And she's so drunk. She's so pissed. <laughs> That's what it says in the original, is pissed. Yeah. That's yeah. slang for drunk. Yep. We already said this, Melody, while you were gone. Because we're smart. I don't know what I was saying about the song. I just vomited, everybody. <laughs> yep. We took a break in the podcast so Dylan can go yak yak. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> But he looks better. I do feel better now, so the podcast is saved. (laughs) (laughs) This is my level of professionalism. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm vomiting? That's fine. I'll still do the podcast. (laughs) Well, to be fair, you didn't know that you were going to vomit before I came over. I didn't know I was going to vomit when I bought the Little Caesars either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you know never to buy Little Caesars again. Yeah. I'll just have someone else buy it for me. <laughs> Sponsored by Little Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza. Vomit. Vomit. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I asked Eric if you wanted me to show him where he was in the in the episode, and then I just started it. Yep. So he doesn't know what he was saying. Something about, Something the, girl about the girl in the garden. In the garden and then Dylan's like, I ain't going yuck, yuck. I go yak yak. I go pukey. I'm gonna leave the door open so you guys can hear it. The garden. She was drunk. That's what you said. Yes, yes, that is correct. Ah, uh, uh, and then they decide that they're gonna start throwing uh, records at them, and I love that yeah. scene where they're they were just sorting through them. Like, like, oh, no. the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, wait, throw it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, Blue Monday, that was the first pressing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Purple Rain? And then they said, no. What, yeah. And what was the one where he asked him, I forget which one he asked him, and he's like, I like it. <laughs> like no, he's I don't all, like indignant about it. But <laughs> You remember Orgy? I do, yes. You remember their one good song? No, they had a lot more. That, they're, dude, their Show whole. Show me. I'll show you their whole second album, Vapor Transmission. Okay. It's fucking amazing. And remember what I told you, like that shows how much I love you because when we were working on movie stuff, I passed in West Dundee, like I live in East Dundee, and in West Dundee, the fucking town over, uh, on the marquee, yeah. as I was driving here, they were playing that night. Like I followed them on fucking Twitter and everything. Like I, I didn't know that they were playing a show in my town. And then I probably still could have gotten tickets, but I was like, no, I made plans to go visit my Aww. brother. But yeah, I could have seen orgy right in my backyard. You could have had an orgy <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where's that phone at? Kill it with fire. Yeah, I will. Fucking Miles. Nobody gives a shit. Are you gonna edit that out? <laughs> They're not gonna listen to this shit. <laughs> oh my! This shit being our podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. Oh. I ain't editing any of this. <laughs> yeah, I I'm know. I'm leaving that one horrible joke in. I'm leaving me vomiting in. Yep. I just want to be on record that Dylan said it. Uh, we're gonna use the excuse that he was delirious from being <laughs> ill. Yeah. Melody is giving me a the stink eye. Yeah. I'm letting the bird out. Eric told you no, but go ahead. God. 
well, this just started off off the rails. Like I walked into you on your dust door, and you're vomiting, and birds are flying, and phones are going off, and good God, Melody's slamming into shit. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> I do We're, feel better. No one will ever uh, confuse us with professionals. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one episode where you were saying, like, oh, please reach out to us. It's not like we're larger than life or yeah. everyone thinks that the content creators are larger than life. This yeah. proves... <laughs> this proves that we are not. We are... Uh, we're just like everybody. We vomit after eating Little Caesars. <laughs> we are trash pandas. <laughs> so anyway, the movie... <laughs> Yes, what movie. a horrible episode. <laughs> it, is, it is just terrible. It's about to get worse when you actually start talking about a movie that I hold dear and then you're just like shitting all over. So they, uh, Sean and Ed decide that they're going to break into the shed where they grab a cricket bat and a shovel yeah. and then they beat... Uh, oh, because another... A large man, uh, zombified... Scary looking guy. Uh, he has now entered the garden uh, and they... Put he, them out of their misery. You know, he looks like he could eat a lot of Little Caesars. And that's probably what happened to him. Yeah, and then he became undead. Yes. That's how the virus started. Yeah, <laughs> tainted Little Caesars. <laughs> it tasted so bitter. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so they kill those zombies, and then they go inside, and they start watching TV. Well, Sean had already been flipping through the channels, and, like, Oh, and they keep. There's this running gag where they keep like leaving the front door open. Yeah. And then in the news, oh, one thing I love about like the when he's flipping through the channels originally, it's like there's panic on the streets of London. Yeah. And then it's like every time he changes the channel, it's like it finishing. Forms it forms yeah. a sentence. It's great. It's it amazing. Is, yeah, it's really well written. And... But in the uh, in the news broadcast, it's it's like saying. Oh, make sure every door is closed, and they're like they both look at each other. I was like, oh shit! Because they got... know that they never close the fucking yeah. door. Yeah. Uh, and right on cue, uh, some guy has stumbled in, and yeah. he's like, oh, his arm is off, yeah. and then they they start throwing things at him, and uh, yeah. then finally Ed takes the glass ashtray and yeah. bashes his head in, and that's what does him in. And mm-hmm. then they secure the front door, and then they proceed with watching the newscast that says uh like stay indoors and or what is it that makes him realize that pete is still and oh anyone that's been oh, bitten yeah like quarantine anyone that's been bitten or whatever yeah and don't so they, go near them and shit and they, they're like oh shit they uh, realize that uh pete has been bitten and his car is still out front so he probably did not go into work even though he said he had mm-hmm. to uh and then they decide that they need to go get Liz and get to somewhere safe and they're going to take Pete's car. But first, uh, Sean has to do number one. And yeah. so he goes to the loo and Pete is in the shower, yeah. zombified, and comes out uh, and like chasing him. They get in the car and get the attention of like every zombie in the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, well, no, they're not going to go get Liz first. They're going to go get. It's mom. Barbara. Because they were coming oh, to get you, Barbara. What, one thing I loved uh, on the phone, they were like talking to her, and then he, and I think it was Ed who said it, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. And it's an obvious nod to Night of the Night Living, Living Dead. Dead. Yeah. I loved it. I pointed it out to Melody. 
I was amazed. She was. <laughs> She's still in awe. I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Her eyebrows are still like, yeah, <laughs> up. It's... Just because I drawed them up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they make their way over to oh because it's revealed that mom's okay but Philip the stepdad yeah. has been bitten and they're all nonchalant oh, yeah we might like, have to right. kill my stepdad <laughs> yeah no bakes as long as we can get Barbara out of there so they show up and uh, Sean intends on just like killing Philip his stepdad yeah. uh, but then the mom says that she's not going anywhere without Philip and then yeah. uh, <laughs> they. Have taken one, car. one part of that I I liked a lot was he, uh, Sean was like on multiple occasions Philip touched me <laughs> and then the mom was just like already knew that he was full of shit he was like I made that up I yeah. shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because she was always kind of like really lax with him like calling him pickle and kind of like kowtowing to him or whatever yeah. but. She was just, you know, straight up indignant when he yeah. tried to do that, where she was putting her foot down, like, this was not going to stand. Yeah. And then she does a speech, like, he's been my husband for 17 years, and you yeah. need to, like, come to terms with that, and blah, blah, blah. One thing I like about these movies is it's, like, the same actors in, like, each of them, and it's fucking great. Yeah. They are very good. I do enjoy Simon Pegg and Nick one? Frost. Well, then it wouldn't, couldn't be a Cornetto trilogy. It would, have like, to it would be a, a Cornetto quadrilogy. 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 Yes. It would be a Q. Yeah. Well, so apparently... Okay. Here's another bit of trivia. All right. Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright considered a sequel that would replace zombies with another monster, but decided against it as they were pleased with the movie as a standalone product. Mm. They thought too many characters died to continue the story. Oh. The proposed title was From Dust Till Sean. However, this idea did have an afterlife. A mocked-up poster can be seen for the film in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Wow. That's pretty cool. Hmm. I would have been the, very um, interested to see that. The movie. If you actually own the DVD of this, there's, like, comic strips and, like, all sorts of different, like, side stuff of, uh, like, for instance, what uh, What's-Her-Face does when she, like, goes out with the uh, date. What was it, Dave? Di- David's, yeah. David's Diane. L- He's the other big Diane guy. and David. Yep. Uh, his leg. She goes out there. There's like a comic strip or some like side thing that goes along with that. Yes, there is. Is that in the trivia? Too? Even though, according to the Zombometer feature stating that Diane dies, the DVD's animated special feature plot holes. What happened to Diane when she left Winchester? Explains that Diane makes it through the crowd of zombies, climbs a tree, passes out, awakens to utter silence, and out of fear, stays in the tree for days, surviving on David's severed leg, and eventually goes to live with an aunt. In, wow. Bur- in Birmingham. She eats the leg. She, she remains in Christmas card contact with Sean and Liz. That's very strange. <laughs> but cool. Cause she I like the scene character. where um, it was like the other group of survivors and um, the uh, like every character was like a carbon copy of the other one. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. That it was very interesting. And it had, uh, what's his face in it? The one bald guy. One bald guy. He's a bald, uh, plump, uh, British actor. He was like Ed's counterpart. Mm, yeah, not regular. He was bell. also in Paddington as the cabbie. Okay. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, but you I don't, don't, I don't remember his name. name. 
But he was in space also, wasn't he? He's somebody. I think he was in space, because I think a lot of those people were in space or in British comedies. Yeah, he's... Well, because, like, Diane... He's some big guy in Britain land. Yes. Anybody from Britain, be sure to chime in. Send us a, a Twitter post at fileunderentertainment at twitter.com slash Eric. They refer to it as give me a bell. Give him, give Eric a bell over at twitter.com slash Eric 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 dot com slash twitter dot org. What the fuck are you talking about? File under pod at Turns Twitter. Turns out there's a Paddington Bear dot fandom dot com. Joe the Caddy played played by matt lucas matt, matt lucas, lucas. Right. there you go thank you melody <laughs> the resident uh fact checker yep she was she wanted to watch a movie for the podcast but i told her it was too short notice had, we told her I last had, week to do it I yeah had, she I had planned something but dylan didn't pass on the information because he didn't want to watch the movie i chose you had two movies. Which was? Okay, I had several movies that I narrowed it down, and I decided on one, but Dylan didn't want to watch it, so he's pretending like I didn't say it. What was it? It was Scrooged. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Melody. The other, the Maybe season thing. three, Melody. <laughs> then I changed my mind, um, but it was that's when it was too late. It was going to be She's Too Young, which you also would have hated watching. She's Too Young? What? Did, I've never heard of this. It's a Lifetime movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like bad movies. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many underage girls? Careful. Of... Just be careful. Oh. <laughs> um... Uh, Five, uh, the whole school gets syphilis out of five. Oh, okay. my God. S for syphilis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it would have been wildly appropriate. How many Ethiopians out of ten? Dylan. Oh, Fucking Christ. There are no Ethiopians in that movie. Okay. Racist. Like, all right. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Not racist. That there's no Ethiopians in it? They... They're all dead. How you guys, they be oh my god! First of all, you guys didn't even watch the movie, so. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to cut that. I can't even. I can't even with you. <laughs> you're actually gonna have to edit some of this shit out. How am I gonna do that? <laughs> Melody. This is your fault. I'm getting mad at you. <laughs> Back to <laughs> Sean of the Dead. Yeah. Where the hell were we? Oh my god. And and once again we have a bunch of tangents that we went on and I've completely forgotten all we're of at, them. Yeah, we're at forty two minutes and we're like ten minutes into the movie. Maybe no, with the you'll the, have to have me like take notes. <laughs> the yeah. zombies have already uh They have appeared. They have appeared. Yeah, they uh get uh Barbara and Philip. And yeah. Philip, they go around to Liz's, and Sean is able to convince them that it's not a safe place. So Liz and I like Diane how they, uh, originally he's like at the place, and he's like, "Oh, do you want me to climb up the <laughs> yeah. up the window?" And then he, like, a minute later, he like calls back on the thing on the intercom, and but when the zombie thing happens, he's he actually climbs up. Yeah, like it that. shows that he's a man of action, yeah. and he's taking precautions, and he is changing his life Yeah, for the woman that he Just loves. Just like I am. 
Just like you are. <laughs> I went and vomited in the bathroom. Yes, you did. That's your big step. That is you climbing the trellis into the apartment to save the love of your life is you vomiting in the bathroom. Bravo. <laughs> I saved the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Rails? Okay, so they uh, all pile it. They pile into the car and they are going to make their way to the Winchester <laughs> and just kind of go there until it all blows over mm-hmm. because they feel like it's a safe place where they know the exits and they know the yeah. the people and they feel like they're going to be comfortable there. But so. before they get in the car, Philip, the stepdad, gets bit and then yeah. they have he keeps trying to like get Sean's attention and Sean just thinks he's trying to tell him to turn the music off. But then they have like a heart to heart, and yeah, where Philip said that he loved him and always, you know, uh, cared for him and just knew that he needed encouragement and the somebody right kind to of... look up to, and he was hoping it would be him, and yeah. it was sad. It is, and then he dies, and then yeah. he turns into a zombie. Yeah, and then uh, he, I like to he turns the music off. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the man you love. There's nothing left of him yeah. in there, and now. then he turns the music off. <laughs> That's great. Uh, they are on now on foot because Philip is zombified in the car, so obviously they can't get that. And then they're actively being surrounded by other zombies, so mm-hmm. they are going to have to go on foot through a bunch of gardens. And yeah, <laughs> what's what's wrong? He never took a shortcut before. <laughs> Sean tries to hop a fence, and, and that's like a running just... gag in the the quadriplegic trilogy. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? Oh. What's it called? The trilogy? Cornetto trilogy? The Cornetto trilogy, that's right. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Jesus. What? I'm sorry, everybody. I'm delirious. I, I just... I had, a, I had some weird stuff happen in the bathroom in there. So my life flashed before my eyes. I saw the little Caesars mascot. He was winking at me. What? <laughs> oh gosh! What the fuck, man? This is terrible. <laughs> no, that's great. The quadriplegic oh, Who's gonna listen to this? <laughs> no one anymore. Oh, Not Ethiopians, that's for God sure. Damn it! Stop. Okay. Eric is visibly upset with me. Yeah, this is this is too much. <laughs> yeah, too I know much. how much you hate editing and you're just like you're painting yourself into a corner here. He's trying to get out of it. I'm just doubling down on it so that I don't have to edit it out. Oh. Yeah, you can't do this. That you can't say that. You can't be. You can't this, say that on TV. This isn't TV, but you, you can't, can't be say this that terrible. All Ethiopians are dead. <laughs> well, now Melody said it. Yeah, well, so it's her fault. <laughs> we were. Well, damn it. Way to go, Mel! You ruined the podcast. <laughs> so now you just need to take her audio and intersurf it over what you said yeah. before. So <laughs> Setzel. <laughs> it was Melody the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Melody's and the racist. Name. <laughs> yes. Melody boobed in. I would like to be professionally known as Melody boobed in. Yeah. 
Melody the Boob Boobden. Melody Bogwitch. Melody Bogwitch. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to get to singles, and it's going to be like five fucking minutes, because you're going to be like, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're already at like an hour, bro. <laughs> we already at a fucking hour. <laughs> All right, so they um, are going through the gardens and they encounter a zombie. Colin Mockery. And he's it's not Colin Mockery. It looks like Colin Mockery. He's pajama zombie. Pajama Colin Mockery. He ends up biting the mom, but we don't find this out until later. But she does has the little napkin that she uses to squanch up her blood remember yes i do melody keep it down over there (laughs) but she does have the napkin that just doesn't make any sense sure it does the little caesar's the little caesar's napkin (laughs) (laughs) this episode sucks That exacerbated the condition. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> to worsen. <laughs> to worsen. Uh, yeah. They decide to uh, try to act. They Sean sees that there's like 20 billion, approximately. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. That scene where he's going to... He climbs up on the little kitty slide yeah. to so that he could peer over the fence to see. Mm-hmm. So he just goes up like, what is it, two or three steps? Yeah. And then he comes back down and they're like, is it coast to clear? And he's like, no. How many? Lots. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many like little things in the movie that are just so great. It's great from start to finish. Like it's, There's not a dull moment in the entire yeah. thing. I think it's one of the, the most enjoyable mm-hmm. movies ever. And so I was very pleasantly surprised when you said that there was your pick because I absolutely adore this movie and uh, it probably would have been my pick had I not picked singles if I didn't also adore that movie. How unfortunate And you're going to shit all over it. You fucking bastard. I just don't understand. Well, we're about to talk about it. It made me puke, man. (laughs) You're a dick. (laughs) Such a dick. Uh, Okay. So yeah, they, they, uh, Diane is an actor, and she is going to send them through a crass course on how to impersonate a zombie, yes. which Sean is very good at right away. Yes. He's got the moan and everything down pat. Mm-hmm. Barbara's already got the faraway look. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. I was miles away. Yeah. Uh, so they make their way. I liked how Barbara was just going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I also wonder, in hindsight, if they left him alone because she was already bitten. That's what I, that's what I was thinking, too. And so that kind of, she already mm-hmm. had the stank on her. Yeah. And so they that just. That could be. It could be. I mean, they, when they started drawing attention to themselves by talking, then. Yeah. But any, instead of immediately attacking. What? Any trivia for, oh, they actually didn't go after them because Barbara was already infected. No, nothing that I could find. Okay. Uh, there was trivia that the majority of the zombie extras were paid one pound a day, and most of them were fans of their previous Endeavor Spaced, mm. which Simon Pegg starred in and Edgar Wright wrote. Wow. Uh, so that's how they got a bunch of Have these extras. Have you seen extras. that? 
Yeah. I have not. It's good. You would enjoy it. Is that it's part of the quadriplegic trilogy? Stop saying that, for fuck's sake. What, Do you have you, to be offensive you, to everyone? Are you trying Jesus. to act like quadriplegics don't exist, Eric? No. <laughs> what kind of monster are you? This is how I feel like doing the podcast with you half the time when you get up on your soapbox. What are you talking oh about? What soapbox? Yeah. You're lucky that you're sick because I'd be beating the shit out of you. What the hell are you talking about? That's the only reason you're not beating the shit out of him. You guys see what I have to deal with here? What? My oh, brother really? comes over to my house and threatens to beat me up. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason at all. <laughs> You're saying a bunch of offensive things, and you know how much you hate editing, so even... I thought that was what comedy was. <laughs> was being offensive? Yes. No. Well, you have what to... am I going to edit out now? <laughs> the whole thing. The whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Should we just start over? This is a, another lost episode that we're just like... <laughs> oh. That we're burying deep under the ocean. This would be okay if it crashed. <laughs> it would be preferred if it crashed. Actually, I think it did crash. No, it didn't. Oh, sadly. <laughs> so, <laughs> they have made their way through the crowd of zombos, and they are at the Winchester, and Ed gets a phone call <laughs> from someone looking to score drugs. Yeah, for and- like the second time in the movie. <laughs> Even though there's actively a zombie apocalypse yeah. going on. Uh, and Ed just nonchalantly is talking on the phone. Like yeah, I still got nothing. <laughs> no, no big deal. Uh, meanwhile, this uh, gathers the attention of all the zombies. Mm-hmm. They're now focused on them. David has cre- uh, thrown a, a chair through the window. Mm-hmm. And Sean says that he has to now lead all of them away, which all of them do. <laughs> follow the one guy and leave yeah that's the the one like uh pretty lazy writing is that they didn't attack right away yeah they were just standing there watching and then they all would just follow one guy instead of the easy meal ticket that's what i said to melody i was like oh it was nice of them to just uh wait for them to finish uh arguing yeah because they're all like they even have nowhere to go. I mean, I guess they yeah. could try to retreat into the building, but they're, mm. you know, they're backed up against the wall. They're yeah. like, they're cornered and trapped. But every single zombie just walks past yeah. to go after Sean. So, yeah. who, just like kind of leads, tries to lead them away, but keeps stopping because they're slow and shambling. Yeah, and then tries to hide in a dumpster, and then thinks that he eluded them, but they ended up following him back. Which is revealed later when he goes to flip the power. He was unable to give them the slip. Yes. And he sees all of them huddled outside the yeah. the door, waiting to get in. Oh, excuse me? Are you going to throw up now? I feel like it. <laughs> Pretty gross episode. <laughs> On multiple levels. Yes. <laughs> so... I don't know what even happens then. Uh, they start they arguing. The queen, killer queen. Oh, uh, don't stop me now. 
Yes, that they are are beating him to the music. That, I loved it. Yeah. That was the the owner of the the bar. Yeah. That they said was like embroiled in the London mafia the mob, or something, yeah. and that the the guy Winchester rifle that. is and uh, dogs can't look up. <laughs> yes, the Winchester rifle is not just a prop; it is an active loaded gun, mm-hmm. and it turns out that that is true. Mm-hmm. Which is fortuitous because that allows them to kill some of the zombies, even though it's revealed that Sean so is do a pretty Winchester horrible rifles shot. actually use shells? Because I, I thought shotguns use shells. They do. I don't know. Winchester is a, a long range rifle. Yes, it is. So why would they be using <clears throat> shells? I don't know. I think they are bullets, but maybe uh, Ed just liked how shells sounded better mm-hmm. and said shells. Because they are, definitely were bullets, not They appeared catches. to be bullets, yes. Anyway, uh, Barbara then reveals that she has been bitten, and then she succumbs to her injuries and dies, and Sean uh, is being very hypocritical in that he doesn't want to kill his mom, even though she's a zombie in a danger, and David reveals as much, but he's being a dick about it, which everyone agrees that the sentiment is correct, but the way he's going about it is he's being a dick. Right. Um, they do kill Barbara when she comes back as a zombo. Uh, David says, oh, tries to shoot Sean, yeah. but like actually pulls the trigger, but there's yeah. no shells left. Yeah. And then he decides, right, I'm leaving. And then he gets pulled out the window and and then every every part of his body gets ripped off. <laughs> yes, like they're pulling on his legs, trying to pull him back in, yeah. and then his legs come completely off. Yeah. His arms come off. His they ripped into his yeah. uh, stomach and pull out all of his innards, which is what Dylan felt like earlier when he was yeah. Oh yeah. Out. Oh yeah. Uh. Diane freaks out, grabs his leg, and decides that she's going to wade through the crowd, which we already revealed in the trivia that she apparently makes it out and eats his leg to survive. That's fucked up. And how come her eating his leg, oh, because his leg wasn't zombified. Yeah, he was still human when he died. Well, that's gross. (laughs) She just became a cannibal. Yeah. So it's like she was a zombie, too. Yeah. Yeah, you, that's good acting. Do you like the Zumbinis? Yes. Okay. Have you watched Nobody yet with Bob Odenkirk? No. From 2021, the hit action film? I have not. You recommended it very highly. I've watched said, it twice now. If we could retroactively go back to the end episode, that's what you would have chose. And, and you said, said you would have preferred that. Yes. The Neja. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, even having not seen it yet, but it's great. You keep building it up, and I ten nobodies out of ten, as <laughs> Melody would say. <laughs> sure. So, did you enjoy it as well? Oh, it was amazing. It's like instant favorite. Favorite. Better than Rambo: Last Blood. <laughs> well, that's not saying much. Yes. I just I rewatched Rambo: Last Blood. Um, and it doesn't really make any sense, <laughs> but I still love it. <laughs> Rambo, last blood, for the last time. <sighs> Rails, were there? No, ever? no, never, never, ever. 
Do you need to puke again? No, nah, I'm feeling pretty good now. <laughs> I'm on my A game. <laughs> yeah, this this is about it. <laughs> this is about as good as it gets. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, accurate. Uh, yeah. What kind of what shirt are you wearing? I am wearing the guest shirt, okay. the alternate, the alternate. One. Yeah. Eric has two shirts that are his uniform. Yeah. If he is not wearing them, I do not let him into the apartment. <laughs> it's true. One of them says, I do my own stunts. Like do something that you would see like an 11-year-old wear. Fair enough. Yeah. Why and are you insulting your brother? Because <laughs> I love him. <laughs> That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, and Why? the other one is uh, a band that he made up. That's awesome. One of five. One of yeah, what are they? Person inside have, Reagan, running sheep. Uh, uh, no, well, I have a shirt for Person inside Reagan, which is my main bag. It's uh, my main bag, my main squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now that this is out there in the ether, it's going to get stolen from me. For yeah, sure. G.I. Joe Tiger Horse. Yeah, of course. You should have uh, just said they were Baja copyrighted. Mountain Dew. Baja Mountain Dew. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting the I'm putting the Copyright. the trademark on yeah. there. They're restricted, you know. So whenever I say this name, just know that there's also the R within the circle. We've got lawyers. the person inside. Right? We're larger than life. <laughs> Running sheep was another. <laughs> Running sheep. Guest was yes. another because that was you know Wes's uh, joke with me was that. We would always see, you know, concert posters because we were going to a lot of. What concerts. is that, John? Or John is what trio? John is gay trio. Oh, that's highly offensive. Not if he's really gay. Like happy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then that's not offensive at all. Not and like you the tried to. That, not like the things that I was saying earlier. Exactly. <laughs> you bastard! You. Yep, and you tried to trick me into saying something homophobic, and you didn't take. Yeah. You bastard! I'll get you next time. No, no you won't. Because okay. I don't feel that way. And you don't either. So what the hell are you talking about? I, yeah, I don't know. We should all just go puke together. <laughs> Even that, the that's what this is. We are puking actively <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. And we're just like puking it all out there. Pukecast. <laughs> Listener, yeah, I'm talking to you. When was the last time you puked? Give it a good long think. Give it a good long puke. And back into the content, Eric. Sponsored by Puke. Sponsored by Little Caesars. Yes. <laughs> Use our boxes for puking. Yeah. Jesus. All right, 62 minutes oh of uh, high quality content. <laughs> of content. Yeah. It, the mm, quality of which probably should have been flushed down with the remainder of the puke in the toilet. Yes. So, yeah, don't stop me now because I'm having what? A good time? I'm having a ball. <laughs> yes, no they beat from <laughs> they've beaten the pub owner to death. They have killed Barbara. David has mm-hmm. been torn in half. Well, and he's been drawn and quartered essentially. Yes. Uh Diana has taken his leg and pieced out, so we think that mm-hmm. she's dead. Um Zombos are actively raiding the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes Pete, their neighbor. Yes. Who's still nude from the mm-hmm. shower. I liked how Sean was like, I said, leave him alone. Because there was a callback to earlier. Yeah. 
But this was after Pete has bitten Ed, yes. and he also was bitten on the neck, so he's kind of getting double whammied. And Sean shoots Pete. Um, mm. Then they dive behind the bar. They set the bar on fire. He keeps calling for Ed. Ed goes, comes diving over. They yeah. see that the cellar is there, and they the three of them make their way down to the cellar. Do you know what one of the most beautiful words in the English language is? Cellar door. Yeah. Do you That's know what the, Donnie Darko. the yeah? Do you know what the ugliest word is? Kitty cat. What? I don't think so. Because the k sound is very abrasive. <laughs> so did I tell you? I was uh, playing with David. Uh, okay. It was one of his streams, and yeah. I was like, I had just come online because I told him I was coming online. I was just coming on, mm-hmm. and he's like. I, I guess he must have been looking at his friends list or whatever, and he's like, "Kitty cat, baby cake, who the fuck is that?" <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that's Dylan." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, okay," but I guess yeah, he didn't. He rem- didn't remember he didn't that remember was my name. And so he's like, "Why the hell does he have someone named Kitty Cat, baby cake?" <laughs> Pretty brilliant name, if I do say yes, so. Yes, it is. Gold Dome. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our PlayStation. Yeah. Go ahead and add us. We're just getting all the personal information out there now. Yeah. My social security (laughs) number is. (sighs) Yeah. Anyway. So now they're in the cellar. Mm -hmm. They have only a couple shells. And they can't figure out how to get out because seemingly the door to the outside world is barred shut. Yes, it is. But they go to light up a cigarette. Which uh, Liz has taken out of the garbage from her home. Yes. Because from her flat. Sean said that he was going to quit, but she absconded with him. Yes. And now she has absconded. them. And they are going to share a cigarette. Their yes. last, because they decide that with their two shells, they are going to, one of them is going to kill the other and then yeah. themselves. Uh, Sean says, I don't think I can kill my roommate, my best friend, and my girlfriend in the same day. Uh, And then he goes to light the cigarette and sees that there is an elevator. Mm -hmm. And Ed says, no, he's just going to stay there. He doesn't mind being eaten. But then he changes his mind. Yeah. Uh, And then he farts and it's funny. (laughs) Yes. Sean and Liz make their way to the street level mm. and just as the like National Guard or yeah. whoever is or the military is arriving. The, and The Tea Party, I think they call them over there. The Tea Party? Yeah. No, that's not. The, no, that's no. not what the military over in Britland is. <laughs> no. no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, the military starts killing all the zombies. They meet up again with Yvonne, who is like Sean's friend that they had yeah. encountered. She was leading the group that was heading the opposite way. Uh, now she's like the only one that's left and it's only Sean and Liz. Uh, and then the next scene is like six months later, it's revealed that like uh, zombies could be kind of caught and trained mm-hmm. to perform like rudimentary yeah. functions of their previous life. And so we see uh, what's his face, the, Guy that was giving him yeah. shit in the electronic store that worked under pushing Sean is now like pushing carts into the the 
corral. Uh, they decide what they're going to do. Uh, they said that they're going to go out to the Winchester or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sean says he's going to step into the garden for a bit. And Liz says, go ahead. And then so uh, Sean goes out there to the shed where Ed is chained up and holding a video game controller. Yeah. And Sean grabs the controller and Ed acts like he's going to bite him but yeah. Sean kind of scolds him and then they play video games together roll credits the end yeah and that was the movie that is the movie are you ready for the remaining bits of trivia that yes, we didn't I already am. get into I'd love to hear them well, I gotta figure out which ones we didn't, didn't already say uh, <laughs> George A. Romero creator of the movies to which this movie plays homage and lampoons was so impressed with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's work that he asked them to cameo in Land of the Dead as zombies oh wow when asked by an interviewer why they chose to have slow-moving zombies instead of running zombies, Simon Pegg simply replied, quote, because death is not an energy drink, end quote. Mm, what? The day of the zombie invasion, when Sean walks to the corner shop and doesn't notice zombies in the streets and corpses all over, the scene was shot in one long, unbroken take. Cool. It cost four million pounds to make and grossed 30 million pounds worldwide. According to Edgar Wright, Cornettos appear in the movie because he wants Ada Cornetto to get over a hangover, and he thought it would be funny if Ed did the same thing after a night of drink. Hmm. And that was what we have for Shaun of the Dead. Cool, that was a great first segment, I think. Definitely nothing that I'm going to have to edit or change in any of that stuff, that long stretch of content there. Damn it. <clears throat> Not that you would anyway. Uh, so, 1992 singles with an IMDb rating of 6.7, a Rotten Tomato score of 79%, which averages out to 7 out of 10, an audience score of 73%. Written and directed by Cameron Crowe, starring Campbell Scott, Kira Sedgwick, Bridget Fonda, Matt Dillon, Bill Pullman, uh, Jeremy Piven, and Eric Stoltz from Eric. Killing Zoe. Ah. He played Zed in Killing Zoe. He was the mime that was smoking in the back of the cab. Smoking with smoke really? coming out with no... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what is your synopsis for this film? Fuck if I know. That you despise um, <clears throat> for some reason. It's like... um, Like a biopic of like a bunch of different people going through their like single lifestyles. And then they like find somebody and like... It's like a coming to age story and I don't know, man. Like stuff happens but like nothing really happens. Were you already feeling ill when you were yes. watching this? Yes. Do, do you think that that tempered your not opinion? entirely because Melody feels the same way. Yeah, and I actually have a thing for movies where nothing really happens. She likes coming to age stories. Like- She's going to make one. I think there's a lot of things that happen in this movie. I don't understand why you're things, saying that nothing Things happen, happen but, like, I don't know. I don't know if I can make a synopsis. There's, like, this girl who, like, meets this guy from Spain, and then that doesn't work out, and then she's, like, meets this other guy, and then the movie's over. <laughs> we fucking got it. Okay, the actual synopsis <laughs> is, a group of 20-something friends search for love and success in grunge-era Seattle. So... And the grunge thing. I didn't get that. I didn't get... Where we, was the grunge? We watched the parts with the grunge music together, but he has no recollection of it. I, it didn't seem like grunge music. He doesn't even you remember their being. I remember... No, I Soundgarden remember. or Alice in Chains Is that or, who they were? Yeah. They're grunge music, not just rock? Yeah. It's really? grunge. 
Because when I when I hear grunge, I think like Nirvana. And that's the yeah. only grunge ever. That's the only grunge that I can think of. Well, so the thing about it is that uh, Eddie Nir- Vedder was in the movie. Yes, lead singer of Pearl Jam. You know who that is, right? Don't like him. Too too jam bandy. <laughs> too jam bandy. Yeah, you know jam bands. Yeah, like Fish and. Yeah, they yeah. just like have songs that go on for like twenty minutes yes. and like nothing ever happens. So. At this point of time in my life, I was just entering teenager years, Aww. and uh, Pearl Jam was one of my favorite bands, and oh, I don't like them anymore, okay. but I will still die on the hill that 10, their debut album, mwah, really, one of the best fucking albums ever. It still holds up, dude. Really? It's still good. It's still great. Like, everything that came after, progressively worse, until it got to, like, complete shit that's unlistenable, but 10... I mean, in terms I, of like a debut album and like just great rock album, well, uh, yeah. It's I'm not going to sit here and say that that genre of music or that band is bad. It's just not my thing. Like, I. Somewhere in my life, I grew up liking a certain kind of music and I just fell into that and didn't deviate at all. No, I, and, and I totally get that. And was never part of that. And, and I like I have a very eclectic style of music. You like it, a lot of it. I like a whole bunch of different shit. You know, every different uh, kind of medium that you could offer. I mean, I, I like whatever genre. Like, I, it doesn't... I'm not pigeonholed to what I like or not, but in my, like, formatively years... I, as I was entering teenage drum, grunge was uh, like the, this huge thing, and I was a huge fan of Pearl Jam and also Alice in Chains, both of which feature very heavily in this movie. I'm just surprised that that's considered grunge. Is that like highly? Is that considered grunge, or is yeah. that was that grunge at the time? Or I, I think Alice in Chains grunge? is probably more hard rock, and I think Soundgarden, in retrospect, is probably more hard rock. But yeah, during this time, this was like considered the Seattle sound, and it was all. Where did Nirvana come from? From Seattle, really? and they were like approached, and because they were not big when this movie came out, and they, and they were approached. They were approached the to do music, and Kurt and Cobain no. had agreed in theory, and had even written a song specifically for it. It really? was one of the bits of trivia, but I didn't write that one down for whatever reason. Oh. But uh, yeah, he had written a song specifically for the movie, and then whatever, uh, never mind, got released yeah. and got and big, then got and then and so like, he was this movie. exactly. And but then that's what allowed the movie to kind of have some semblance of success, was because. It was a movie that featured music that was the Seattle sound that people were going apeshit over by virtue of Nirvana, who could have potentially either made the movie bigger or gotten bigger themselves because, I don't know, I don't think this movie was a a, a huge success story or like a massive hit, but it definitely, I mean, I think it's respectable, 6.7 and 79%. I I did like the scene when female character number two was... um, (laughs) Going in for her like breast augmentation, and then the Bridget Fonda. Okay. Yeah, that's the. And then the doctor was like, "Oh, you shouldn't change yourself for somebody else," and she was like, "Okay." Yeah. Well, so that's one thing that made because when I watched this uh, for the first time, I was probably thirteen, and her her introduction, Janet is Bridget Fonda's character, and she says she's twenty three. And so she she's living alone, like in this apartment complex. She has a job at this coffee house or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, she says, oh, like, oh, 23, it seems like this is my last opportunity to do something crazy before it seems, like, pathetic or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, like, man, at 23, like, <laughs> dude. And then the, the doctor, the plastic surgeon, yeah. says that he's 33, so he's a yeah. decade older than her. But it's still, like, young as fuck, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know if it was just at that time it seemed like... Or we just suck. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. That... They had their lives more figured out, or it was like people progressed and advanced at an earlier age. Then I don't know. I mean, it was a movie too, so right? That's that. that's fair. Well, but, that's just been decades of a culture like pushing independence and like having your life figured out like before you're twenty five, like for a long time, and like people are trying to like take that out of our minds now like you know like it's never too late to be what you want to become and everyone's always like pushing that narrative now but in reality you're (laughs) never going to achieve anything (laughs) well i just remember you're a loser yeah (laughs) i remember at 13 seeing this and saying like wow she's 23 okay so that was 10 years older than me at that point Mm -hmm. and that felt like forever away right and so I thought, like, oh, my God, 23 is fucking old. But now looking back, it's like, <laughs> man, 23, I would kill to be fucking 23 yeah. again. And, to well, only to know now what I didn't know then. Because mm-hmm. at 23, you don't really know shit. And right. so it's kind of evidence. I I've... still don't know anything. <laughs> I know I just threw up in the bathroom. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that this has such a... Uh, strong impact on me because of like the music thing and just of how old I was if I was watching this for the first time like you did because there's so many things that are like so fucking out of date and everything it's like they have the the tape answering machines and oh there's just I mean you keep mentioning the music but like I don't think that was very prevalent in the movie like I did I miss something or because they I'm, went to a couple shows I'm guessing you fell asleep I didn't <laughs> fall asleep but that was towards the end what what that he, that he fell asleep I fell asleep at the end wow when, no I w- listen I was like in my mind I said I can't fall asleep I need to watch this for my brother <laughs> I swear to god and you like, still couldn't do it huh no I did I waited until the credits to close my eyes Okay. And then I muted it because I couldn't stand the music. <laughs> but you, so you missed out because that was they were no, they were I like club the whole kids. Movie. They what? Yeah, they went to shows. They were and young twenty something that that liked to go to rock yeah. shows, and so they actually had the performances of, of yeah. Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and everything yeah. that were in the the movie. And that was I think there were like three scenes where there was music. Like coming, actual coming. concert stuff, yes. yeah. I think it was just more significant to you because you recognize the bands. Where I didn't know who the us. I thought they yeah. were just like generic, nobodies. Yeah, generic rock and yeah. roll music. Right, that's what I'm saying. I think it's so ingrained in me because the reason that I wanted to see this so in the those first were place like name was because people. I was already a fan of Pearl Jam and those guys are they play Cliff's band like so all the, the guys guy with no shirt and the mustache who was singing. That's that was Chris something. Cornell from Soundgarden. Okay, because I I was like, look at this guy. <laughs> I yeah, fu- I just I looked at him and thought he was sick. I d- he looked ill. Who well, me or the guy on the TV? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's now dead, so so he's not feeling anything. <laughs> he's not feeling very good. <laughs> I think he had too much little Caesar. Yes. 
<laughs> so, huh? I was going to make an offensive joke. Oh, it's okay if you, you might as well. No, I didn't. I stopped. <laughs> Notice how you can do that. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I thought you would appreciate that there was another reference to spazzing, like very early on in the film. Really? Well, you didn't watch this at all. I did. Uh, <laughs> early, he, I, I was, I watched the first half of the movie with him. I was watching it, right? And you were watching it, but you had no recollection of any of it. Yeah, it's when, um, what's his face? Cliff is talking yeah. to Janet, and she's like, when we have a connection, we have a connection, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're spazzing out on me. Uh, you don't remember that? No. Okay. I thought you would appreciate that. Yeah, another I mean, of my everything, notes. Everything in the movie kind of just seemed to, like, blend together. I don't know if it was because I was, like, sick or or what i, I kind of had the same feeling about it <laughs> okay because i i don't want i'm not gonna sit here and shit on the movie because i don't think it's an inherently a bad movie i know one thing i know it's not my kind of movie it's like very like romancy and like just a bunch of stuff happening that i could not care less about <laughs> Okay, but I mean, but that's, like, the, that's how I felt with Moulin Rouge. Like, it's yeah. really impactful for you, and to me, it's just like this blase kind of thing. So yeah. I guess it's that's. I mean, fair. it was shot well, and like the characters all seem like real people. It's just like I couldn't find myself getting attached to any of them for some reason, and like I said, that may be because I was dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I like that kind of movie, and I didn't really connect with it. I kind of went and left and stopped <laughs> watching it. Why, and it, I was just really curious, why is it your, like, choice? For That's that? what I was wondering, too. Like, like But what, now what is, that he's saying, more like... More than just the music, though? Is there anything else? Well, he was, in of, his formative years, yeah. it, his so, balls were going from being <laughs> one size... To another, and then he watched this movie, and then they swelled up like you know how the Grinch's heart like grew like five times bigger. His balls, His grew. balls grew like five times bigger, and then he was the Eric that we see today. Okay, so I, uh, I was becoming thirteen years old. You were becoming uh, thirteen. <laughs> I was very into this music. That's why I wanted to see this movie in the first place because I was a fan of Pearl Jam and they were in this. They were all Cliff's bandmates. Were all members of Pearl Jam. Oh, were uh, they? Yeah. Like I said, like it, I thought they were just dudes. I thought they were just actors. Yeah, but I mean, so you would watching that now because they're not nearly as relevant as no, they were then. That makes me that makes me think like if for W, right? Wrist cutters yeah. coming up. If I do W as wrist cutters, it's going to have Gogo Bardello in it. And he plays like a major role in the major role in the movie. And you're going to be like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? Is it just some actor? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like the same thing as what I was experiencing now. So I'm now I'm hesitant to do wrist cutters. (laughs) Don't I mean, choose whatever you choose, because I I took my shot here. Like, I know that. It's not good. I figured it. I, I thought that you would appreciate it for a, meeting a movie. I mean, you said right out that you don't like this kind of music. Mm-hmm. So I knew that it, it wasn't going to hit with you yeah. or resonate in the same way, certainly. But I thought that you would appreciate it from like a, a love story kind of thing because it is similar in that respect to Moulin Rouge, where it's like 
kind of like people that are star-crossed and you don't know if they're really meant to be together so yeah i see you shaking your head all right the so characters weren't that likable that's the thing like like that guy who i don't even remember his name i didn't like him i didn't want him to end up with anybody <laughs> And the guy in the band, he was just a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> what? And that's how it's meant to be presented. And then so, but then he ends up getting with the. Well, because he kind of redeemed himself because he because he was in the elevator and then kissed her. He was he nice said, a couple times. He said, "Bless you." <laughs> oh because... wow! <laughs> wow! All right, dude. And I like... I can retroactively go back and shit all over Mulan. I'm not again. shitting at it. You know, I'm not shitting at it. You know why we didn't like that. Was his name Cliff? Because it was Matt Dillon? No, because I feel like we've met people like him. Like, when Mm. you were... When you... Like, I feel like that... Like, conversations like he was having with the interviewer sounds just like people I've actually met. Like, when when you were, like, doing your music stuff and we'd go to shows and, like, we'd meet other musicians. And, like, it was... That character was just too real, but we were supposed to be like, oh, this guy's so stupid. But, like... It was, it was like hanging out with those people that we don't like. Yeah, and that's <laughs> he's supposed to be an archetype of like he's this uh, he's this lead singer of this well, they band. Did well, then. that's they did nothing. Too well. And but he thinks that he's something, and he's uber pretentious, and he oh, thinks like he that like, oh we're big in like uh, Puerto Rico or in Belgium. Or yeah. Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's like super pretentious. He thinks that he's like king shit, and that he can get all these girls. And he and it starts out by saying like he's still seeing other people. Right. And that she's like delusional or whatever, but right. then he he comes to realize like, hey, I'm not king shit, and I do actually like this girl. So I better say bless you. <laughs> well, but she remember she was telling Steve asked what uh, Janet was looking for in a man, and she had this tall order of stuff like oh right, he, and then that was one and of then them. she reduced it to now she would be willing to accept anyone that says like bless you or mm-hmm. or gazoon type but bless you is better yeah. and so when she sneezes like because then she breaks up with cliff and is like i'm better off without him and yeah. he is this pretentious dick and i don't need him in my life well him dump or her dumping him makes him realize like he actually did like her and was uh taking her for granted mm. and so now all he wants is her and she couldn't be asked to be with him right which makes him want her even more but right. she's still like okay about it but then he compliments her hat, uh, and then she sneezes, and then he says, bless you. And then mm-hmm. so she realizes, like, hey, maybe he's not as bad as all that. We can start a, this relationship. Okay. Well, but they were, like, the secondary characters. So the main yeah. characters are, like, Linda. She meets this guy when she's having car trouble and who says that he's this uh, Spanish student that his yeah. visa's running out and he has to go back to Spain. And he's going to come back in two months and they can be together whatever. She goes out with her friend to the bar, and then Later she's on, him, him yeah. at, like, the bar, macking on some other chick, and yeah. he's kind of just like, I got what I want out of you, because they slept together. Yeah. And he was just moving on. So she's devastated, doesn't want to you know, start any kind of relationship. Uh, they're at a show one night when Allison Chains is performing, and Steve has gone out with his friend, Bailey. Bailey, who has this, this uh, watch that he says is programmable, and he's going to get 20 numbers of girls. Right. So that it was another one of my things of just thought that I had to add to the list of uh, all the things that don't exist anymore or have been replaced by newer versions, mm-hmm. like Bailey's 20 number watch, uh, clubs. 
newsstands, car door buttons, tape answering machines. But I still think that it's a timeless romantic classic, and I like it very much. But anyway, they are at the club, and Bailey says that, or they're talking about it in the car on the way over, that you have to have an act. Right. Uh, you know, you have to be the super you, and Steve says, well, what if the super you meets the super her, and the super her rejects super you? And he said, well, it doesn't matter because it was never you to begin with. Mm. So Steve go, sees Linda and is completely struck by her, and he's going to go over and talk to her, and he brings that up. Like, Says um, that he's just going to be himself. Yeah, my friend has a thing that you have to have an act, and mm. you know, so I chose that I could either come, you know, come up with an act or leave you alone or just be myself, and so I chose to be myself, and she kind of shoots him down saying, I think that you do have an act, and by not having an act is your act, and yeah. so he's just like okay, thanks, and he walks yeah. away, and I think that that's great. I love the, the comedy of that, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of gives up on it, but then they end up meeting up at the newsstand later, and so they have this long conversation, which begins this kind of pseudo-relationship, Right. but they're both kind of scared of uh, getting involved. Well, she gets really kind of triggered because he gives her his uh car door yeah, thing yeah. and that Which was is a, what she did for the guy yeah because she had given that louise the spanish the supposedly spanish uh student her that's garage door thing opener. that wouldn't happen today <laughs> right even though garage doors still exist yes uh so she kind of freaks out and leaves and then he essentially follows her back to his apartment or her apartment and says I was nowhere near your neighborhood and then they have intercourse for the first time and this Mm -hmm. develops a relationship and then they're together happily for what do they say I don't know a few weeks Mm -hmm. excuse me and you know things happen and then we also have the intercept with the stuff that's going on with Janet so at one point they're like apart what happened there are you sure that you didn't fall asleep? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mel, do you remember? So she, I walked out of the room. Uh, apparently, so, I did too mentally. She had gotten pregnant, and then, yeah, and then I thought they, that she didn't have the like wasn't pregnant. Yeah, you must have fallen asleep because there was a it car was accident blue. in between. Yes, I remember they were doing the thing, and then they were like, "Oh, everything's fine." So she got pregnant, and then they said that they were going to stay together and, like, you know, have a kid together. And he even proposes to her, and she says, don't make this a memorable chili dog or whatever. And then they get into a car accident. She's in the hospital. It's revealed that she lost the baby. Oh, so she was pregnant. Yes. Is what the thing found out. Yes. Oh, okay. And then, so she's depressed and, like, hasn't gone to work in a couple weeks, but had this thing that was coming up about, like, a... uh, they had gotten this boat because she's like an environmental activist right so she had hired this boat and she was going to be gone for a month she decided that she's going to still take the trip just to kind of be alone with her thoughts and uh not like burden anybody with them so they are apart for a month steve uh realizes that he loves her and misses her but also doesn't know what he's going to like say to her when she gets back or how things are going to be and then that's when he like calls her and then she never gets the message well no she comes back and then he picks her up at the dock and then it's kind of like awkward because they haven't seen each other and then he says like we don't have to be what we were because he kind of gets the vibe from her that she's really not into it and would want nothing more than to not be 
in a relationship with him. Uh, but then he goes to the club and he's drinking and he's like in on the phone and people keep banging on the door yeah. thinking it's the bathroom. But he leaves the message that no, he chickened out at the pier and should have said that you know they belong together and that he loves her and that he, right. he wants to continue the relationship. That I remember. But she comes home and like the her answering machine has eaten the tape, so she yeah. never hears that message. So he goes into this real depressive funk where uh, you know. Mean, meanwhile, he is working on trying to get a super train installed in the city of Seattle. Yeah, yeah. You know, to kind of reduce grid, gridlock, and he says if you give people good music and good coffee, they'll park and ride, and, you know... He Super Train could be like a grunge band, yeah. <laughs> He gets a meeting with the mayor, and the mayor turns him down, so basically he ends up, like, either quitting or getting fired. It's never established really what, but mm-hmm. uh, he's also been broken up with by Linda, and so that he is just depressed and alone in his apartment. Uh and then it things happen and she linda that is just decides to come over to his apartment and he says what took you so long and she said that she was stuck in traffic and then mm-hmm. they start making out and they are going to be a happy couple again they are going to move wow. out of the the singles uh apartment complex and, then they're and get gonna a place start to start the sequel to the movie couples <laughs> Waka waka. Yeah, meanwhile, we kind of touched on the thing with Janet. Like, she sees that Cliff has all these pictures of all these, like, bodacious women with large breasts, and Mm. she thinks that her breasts are too small and wants to get an augmentation, and she goes to the doctor, which is Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman says that you don't need him. He should, you know, accept you for who you are, and so she decides that she's not going to go through with it. Um... Debbie also lives in the building. She's like the head barista or like the owner of the coffee shop or whatever. She had been gifted uh, like a what was meet expect er, expect the best was like a video dating yeah. thing. Uh, so she has done that where she <laughs> was trying to meet this guy with a bicycle, and so mm. she adopts this persona where she's like a bicyclist or whatever. Yeah. And so she's kind of like this secondary tertiary character that's not a lot spent same with bailey the guy with the numbers not a lot of time yeah. is spent with him it's definitely like uh steve and linda and like janet cliff kind right. of story um that's basically it and intercepted in it is a bunch of music really profound and impactful music on me and i still listen to i listened to the uh the soundtrack just the other day i was putting some furniture together and i threw on the soundtrack because Ikea. it's still one of the yep mm-hmm. still one of the uh, great soundtracks in my opinion so i just wow. absolutely love it so what better are, than uh el dorado <laughs> yeah el dorado the magnificent <laughs> golden god damn it uh what other notes do i have Oh, I put, uh, what kind of psychopath brushes their teeth sitting on the couch? Because remember, did you see that? Where she had just gotten home from, uh, like, the kind of the date with Steve. And she grabs her toothbrush, and she, <laughs> she's just, like, sitting on the couch, going to brush yeah. her teeth. And that's when Steve shows up at her door. And then what, do you just, like, swallow? The... I, don't, I don't fucking know. That's why I said, what kind of psychopath would do that? Uh, I love that line. I was just nowhere near your neighborhood. Uh, the Jeremy Piven drug scene when he uh, Steve goes to the drugstore to buy the pregnancy test right. 
and Jeremy Piven plays like the cashier guy that mm-hmm. says, "Oh yeah, you were the DJ in college." Who and... is that? Who is what? Who is Jeremy Piven? He's an actor that you've seen in a million other things. Have but, I? Yeah. But this was one of his first roles, and okay. he like improvised a lot of that dialogue. Oh, where he's he? like, "Yeah, you, you mixed up uh, Elvis Costello and yeah. Public Enemy," and he's like, "But but you might be busy because he has all yeah. these uh, pregnancy tests." I like Elvis Costello. Yeah. Radio with the presentation. <laughs> a very good rendition. To... Uh... <laughs> so you didn't even think that was funny when uh, Cliff said that he installed the stereo in Janet's car and he and keeps turning it up and up. every yeah. window starts blowing out. That's I, thought, I didn't know what was going on. Because <laughs> you were asleep. I was. I had puke gyrating in my stomach. I'm pretty sure you fell asleep or if you... I didn't fall asleep. If you weren't actively asleep, then your eyes were just completely glassed over. You were focused on something else and you... No, you know what? We were talking about the movie at that time because I was saying, like, I was telling him I was like, this movie had a nine million dollar budget. Oh, yeah. And then we said that it was because they blew out the windows. Yeah, and I was like, what do you think they spent nine million dollars on? And then all the windows started shattering. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, my last note was that it's an amazing soundtrack, one of the best, which mm-hmm. I just mentioned. Take your word for that. Uh, you ready for the trivia? I've uh, never been more ready. Not a lot for it. Based on a script that Cameron Crowe originally wrote in 1984, which took place in Phoenix, Arizona, but after Andrew Wood, the lead singer of Seattle bands Malfunction and Mother Love Bone, died of a drug overdose in March 1990, Crow noticed the music community in Seattle coming together to process the loss. He rewrote his script with this incident in mind, changing its setting to Seattle, which had been the location of his previous movie, Say Anything, which featured he a did song... Say Anything? Yeah. I love that movie. Well, then you're a bastard then. Oh, why? Because <laughs> I don't like don't this don't love song. this. That movie featured a song from Mother Love Bone and the soundtrack Chloe Dancer slash Crown of Thorns, which is the same song that's on the single soundtrack, and it's one of the best fucking songs ever. And that was in the movie? Ever. Yes. Wow. That song means so much to me. Really? I More than form of a hand being held by Listen to Tell You? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I personally know the person that did that. It's you. And so, of course, that means more to me. But, yes, Chloe Dancer, uh, Crown of Thorns is fucking epic. And you have to listen to it. Okay, I will do that for you. Johnny Depp turned down the role, Steve, because he was uncomfortable saying, I love you on screen. What a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Campbell Scott's character is seen wearing... Well, we lost Johnny Depp as a listener. (laughs) Yeah. Shucks. Campbell Scott's character is seen... Wearing a Sub Pop (laughs) t-shirt, a well-known independent record company from Seattle, which released many albums, which became known as the, quote, Seattle Sound, most notably Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Mudhoney. Mudhoney. Warner Brothers attempted to turn singles into a television series... But Cameron Crowe turned it down. Sometime later, Crowe saw the news on Hollywood Reporter that his film Singles would become a TV show from David Crane and Marta Kaufman, the people who ended up doing Friends. Oh, wow. Crowe called his lawyer and tried to stop this, but NBC went ahead with the idea anyway, incorporating many of the elements of the proposed series into Friends. Crowe told Rolling Stone in 2017 that his mother still says, quote, you really screwed up on Friends. All you had to do was say yes. You could be living in a castle right now. (laughs) (laughs) End quote. And Crow said, quote, I don't need to live in a castle. I'm happy I made the choices I made. But in my mind, at least, you can partially draw a line from the genesis of Friends to our little Seattle film, end quote. Aww. That is what we have 
for our films. Let it get into the ratings portions because, man, our episodes are getting long. Yeah. <laughs> we need to. I don't even know what the heck we were talking about for half the time. Uh, I know I said a bunch of offensive stuff and then <laughs> <yeah>. vomited. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Sean of the Dead. Nine out of ten. That's it? That's it? Yeah. Yeah? Only a nine out of ten? Uh-huh. Nine zombies out of ten. give everything a 9.2. Okay, fine. <laughs> so now you're just going to? 9.4 out of ten. All right, I'm going to go even higher than oh, wow. on your movie, apparently. 9.5. It's one of the like my favorite movies. It's nice. fucking amazing, and I love it, and I was glad that that was your choice. Nice. Singles. Uh, Don't break my heart. I'm sorry. Four out of ten. God damn it. Okay, so remember again, on record, I'm a better person because I rated Moulin Rouge higher. <laughs> no, I don't know Just what. Let's go ahead and say this. I don't know how, if my physical state affected my viewing pleasure of the movie at all. I I thought. I don't uh, and again. Want to try I knew that it wouldn't resonate for you the same way that it did for me because we're just you don't like that music to begin mm-hmm. with and you're not the age you're not in the formative years my balls have already expanded <laughs> and they keep going I keep going like every day I think also not just the music I was also becoming like romantically involved at this point in time with Matt Dillon <laughs> no, it was the if hair only. wasn't it yeah it was it would have been uh, if only it was Matt Dillon. No, uh, I. Uh, Is Eddie I lost my virginity at thirteen. Two singles. <laughs> it might have been the tape soundtrack. Honestly, <laughs> really, this was a huge part of my life. And, and how'd so, that go? How was your first experience there? Bad. I think almost everybody's is uh, yeah. not great. Yeah, mine was pretty terrible too. But I mean, it led to a, a second go round with the same person. But then I didn't have sex again until I was 18 years old. Nice. So a nice five year dry spell. Did so. you get one of those rings just to what have fuck? an excuse? No, like a, a purity, I, a purity right? ring. No, no. I, I just, no, I don't know. Put it on your wee wee. I don't know what happened uh, in that that time we weren't watching singles enough i guess not i don't know i mean 13 is a little early it is to be fair and i mean i did like other stuff obviously but not uh, actually like poop into a condom and then use that as a dildo (laughs) no (laughs) i I don't think i'm as adventurous as you in that respect (laughs) oh wow oh yeah, um, yeah, nice uh, five-year dry spell, and uh, what's your rating for single? <laughs> eight point nine. Eight point eight point nine. Yeah, I what the fucking fuck? I love it. It's it's Why? very easily. So what did I say? I forgot what I even remember. I run that I, I rated. That I, uh, no, I forgot what I rated uh, Memento. But I said that that was like in my top ten, but firmly at ten. I gotta you, like, say, that rated Memento pretty low, if I remember correctly. I thought it was still you in the eight. Like the second go around. I, it's not. I've seen that movie much more than two times. But no, I'm saying like when you watched it for the podcast. Yeah, you didn't I think like I it as much. still said it. It was like in the eight something. Yeah. 
and that it was like firmly entrenched at 10. So I'm going to say that Singles is probably at 9 in my yeah. top 10. Yeah, I I love this movie. And that's because it was formative Eric years? Yeah. I mean, I still... So I didn't find any of it really cringy. I mean, there's certainly things that were just like, ooh, that's like incredibly early 90s, so it doesn't, you know, like more than, well, almost fucking 30 years at this point. Jesus. Uh, I mean, it, nothing in the... Okay, maybe I, maybe I shit on it too much with my rating because nothing was offensive about it. But the problem is I just... I went through watching the whole movie and like I have this feeling of I might as well have not have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, and again, it, if it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. And you can have your rating. I'm going to up it to a five. <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, I, I'm definitely. going to because it's, right. sh- it's not a fucking four out of ten shitty ass piece of poop. It feels like... Good you know, performances. Yeah, like the everybody performances was... Performances were engaging. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit. I've been going... <laughs> I think, again, a lot of it has to do probably with the music. Also, it has to do with how you were feeling. Yes. I think, it. you know, if you took the music aside and watched it again as like a romantic film, mm-hmm. maybe you would enjoy it again. But I know I'm not going to ask you to, to watch it again, but if you feel like... Eh, I'm going to watch uh, Nobody again. <laughs> for a third time? Yes. I watched huh. it with hope. Yeah. And with melody. Nice. And we're going to watch it. Godzilla pretty soon. I know Hope likes Bob Odenkirk. So, I mean, what she, did, old, did she like it? She said it was perfect. Really? Yes. Huh. Oh, did you ever ask her if she watched the Henry Rollins movie? Uh, he Never Died? Oh, no, I didn't. Because she fucking loves she Henry Rollins. I, just, I know, I know. Like, I was in her, loves, loves. I was in her room, and she's got, like, shrines of him. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I would be really amazed if she... I didn't just know of it or that hadn't seen, seen it. it. If not, I'll have to show it to her. Yeah, because that was good. I had oh, we piece. watched uh, She Never Died. Did you watch it? No. What? What are you saying? Good? Oh, well, you've made the same kind of noise that you'd be like, Meh. It was like I was eating poop. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't well, horrible. What would you expect? What... I mean, I knew go like. <laughs> it was like I was eating poop. It, it wasn't, wasn't horrible. horrible. <laughs> Well, like it's like to be probably fair, like a five just point eight, like two shit pizzas, right? Yeah, five point four out of ten. I mean, the what for? She never died. Yeah, that seems you're rating that higher than singles. You it's can go fuck yourself. Movie. It's an action movie. Dylan likes action movies. He doesn't like <sighs> movies. Dude, remember what I rated the Quest? Yes, I think everybody remembers what you rated the fucking <laughs> Quest. Jean Claude Van Damme like popped a little tiny little boner right from okay. what you rated. The, he the deserves quest. it. I still haven't watched JCVD. I'm going to soon. Because that's probably going to be horribly depressing. I have a story I wanted to add. Alright, go ahead now. Here. Um, Eddie Vedder, uh, Pearl Jam was coming through like locally and my friend was working at a spa in um, Lake Geneva and Eddie Vedder was her client as for a massage. And... Uh, he invited her to go kayaking with Pearl Jam. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was tickled that? me in a way that I didn't expect. <laughs> and then my friend didn't go. What? Her boss what was hell? like, you can take the day off. Go kayaking with Pearl Jam. And my friend was like, nah. <laughs> I've never heard my brother so, make that noise before. But when was this? I mean, because certainly, it, like, okay, now. It was like around two. 2010. Okay, so, well, 
Uh, yeah, I still don't think that they... I don't even remember... Yeah, because I, like I said, their music has gotten progressively worse since their debut. So I, I don't even know I mean, when the last time... I knew it was Pearl Jam. She, okay. But she was just like, I don't want to go kayaking with Pearl Jam. <laughs> well, I don't know when you said that. She, it just, she like, still it, brags that she's it's, It struck me well. in a way that I didn't kind of... Imagine even, being Pearl Jam and just getting, and then rejected, getting rejected like that. <laughs> yeah. like, you could have gone kayak. Like, yeah. even just kayaking is a really nice thing to do, but, like, no. kayaking with Pearl Jam, I would have gone even though I didn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, thanks. I wouldn't do it. Would I you go know. kayaking? I can't name a single Pearl Jam song. Would you give Eddie Vedder a massage? <laughs> would you make that noise near Eddie Vedder? Probably. <laughs> not, I mean, not now, <laughs> but certainly, like, 1992 Eric. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. 1992 Eric gets asked to go kayaking. Oh, for, oh yeah. Eric yeah. today, kayaking, what do you say? No, I, I, got, go I got better things to do. Him. Sorry, Eddie, better. Oh, the poor guy. Nobody wants to go uh, kayaking with yeah. him. I feel so bad. Well, we lost another listener. <laughs> Bye, Eddie, better. Bye, uh, Johnny Depp. Bye, Ethiopians. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. (laughs) If anyone listened for the whole 109 109 minutes, then we've lost them. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to listen to our podcast anymore. (laughs) Not even on the way home? (laughs) You're going to listen to it like, okay, how bad was this? (laughs) Oh, jeez. No, it's... I think it was. I, I mean, so. for okay. interesting, a lot of stuff happened. For sure, for everything that happened, and for as much grief as I'm giving you, I mean, we did have a lot of laughs. I mean, I've already forgotten again all the fucking tangents. So yeah. as I remember, uh, I'm gonna have to make mention to a lot of Little Caesar stuff. I'm just glad I'm feeling better now. Yeah, you are acting. Yeah, much better. That was horrible. You did. Legitimately look like you were on death's door. I, I walked in and like, oh, I heard it. <laughs> it was very I gross. I haven't heard you puke that much in the nine years. I mean. Melody was trying to distract me by talking about Ava, and so I wasn't <laughs> focusing on listening to your... How'd that work out? Ava started vomiting. At least I didn't smell it, because if I would have smelled oh, it... Oh, I smelled it. I... Well, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was coming out imagine. of you. I think so. It smelled like little Caesars. I'm like completely desensitized to vomit, so it, like it's yeah. weird when people start getting upset about vomit. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a bad. People don't like vomit. Yep. <laughs> no, I love vomit. I love it. It's no. yeah, not There's great. There's just too much vomit going on in my life. Okay. Uh, we... Eric, what would you rate uh, the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run? You already asked me this. Did you ever rate it? Yeah, I said that's a thing that exists, a 2 out of 10. And you said... I gave it a 2 and you didn't even see it. It's still Spongebob. I'm sure Sandy Cheeks is doing stuff. Yeah. Patrick is in it. Yeah, that's true. And Squidward is Squidward. That's also true. You you raised some good points here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with the 4 out of 10. For Squidward being in it alone, I give it a few points. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to file that under whatever letter this was. The, uh, S? S. <laughs> oh, 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 before, uh, uh-huh. I need to ask you, since we've, cu- we've 
It's mentioned several times in the movie, and I've also brought it up several times, not only in the discussion, but also in the trivia. Where does singles take place, Dylan? Seattle. Very good. Okay. <laughs> We're going to file it under S. Thanks. Right. Bye.